You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Springer takes off. The pitch is inside. Throw down the slide, and he is hurt and out. As he rolls around, it looked like he did something to his hand. Yeah, maybe that left thumb. Oh, that's not good news. A.J. Hinch out of the dugout. Scott Berenger, the assistant athletic trainer. Gary Pettis, the third base coach, all around Springer past the second base bag. Yeah, and I it's think the left thumb, I believe. I think that glove on the tag went right into the left thumb. Yeah, right into the left thumb of, of Springer when Taylor made the tag with the glove. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's nothing dirty about it. It's just a swipe tag. Just getting that tag in there. Somehow it ended up being very awkward for Springer and his left hand. This is another Astros podcast. Welcome back to Astro Launch uh, before the two-game series with the San Francisco Giants. AJ, it's going to be quick. I mean, you're going you're to have a couple games very quickly, but you're not at full strength. Uh, a couple of guys go down, according George Springer. What's the latest with George? Well, great news for George because he's avoiding surgery. He right. His thumb's uh, a little banged up. We're hoping it's a minimum DL stint, and then he'd be ready to go. Um, but the news couldn't have been better. I mean, obviously, we knew last night leaving Los Angeles it was a it was a DL. We also knew it wasn't broken. Further tests have shown that it's a it's a sprain of his of his first knuckle okay. um, of his left thumb, and and. Um, needs a little rest, needs to kind of get the mobility back. Um, he's in great spirits. The doctor report was great. So um, woke up to much better news. Lance McCullers, have you heard any updates? With yeah, this you know, Lance went back to Houston and, and got evaluated as well and, and has a muscle strain in his, in his forearm. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time for him to, for it to calm down. He's going to get some treatment. That's he's not going to throw. Yeah, he's not going to throw for a little bit. We don't, you know, I don't have a date when he's going to throw and what the timeline is, but it, um, it looks like he's he's going to miss uh, the most of August. We do feel like he's going to pitch again. We don't really know the extent right now until he gets ramped back up. But um, you know, it's, it, it is unfortunate that we lose him. But again, a good diagnosis and the fact that that things could have been worse. And we're hearing that in his absence, in the short term, you're going to keep everybody on, on their same rest right now and go with four starters. Yeah, for now we we got these this awkward off day after off day after off day and and um, I guess in this sense it helps our starters get on a regular routine we'll still incorporate some rest periods for our guys and and may slide somebody in there maybe a McHugh maybe a Peacock maybe somebody from the minor leagues but um, to try to get to September once September hits we'll have an array of of options we'll have a lot of different guys that that we can 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 strengthen the roster so uh, we'll also know a little bit more about McCullough so I'm not going to race to replace that rotation spot, um, we'll, we'll talk about it when we need it, which is on or around August uh, 20th or 21st, okay. which feels like forever from now. It does. You know, uh, but uh, right now with a couple <laughs> of guys down, it creates a lot of opportunities for, for players that have been chomping at the bit. Derek Fisher, you called, got called up today. I'm sure he'll be in the mix. Not in the lineup today, though, but uh, tell, tell me about your lineup that you're running out there today. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, is, it does look different when you, you don't see Springer, Correa, Altuve, um, you know, Gaddis, no DH here in the NL Park. Um, so it does feel like we are, um, you know, putting it together uh, a little differently. I mean, I'm so used to writing Springer as the first name I write every day. Mm-hmm. I'm so used to writing uh, Bregman in the two-hole and Altuve in the three-hole, Correa in the four-hole, and none of that except for Bregman. Um, is still is still there. So 
Um, you know, we got a lot of a lot of on base opportunities at the top of the lineup. We got some guys at the bottom that are um, that can do some damage, swing the bat a little bit. We're gonna have to play a different style. We're not, we can't just sit back and bang. We can't think that we're gonna have the same high high profile, high, high potent. Uh, offense. We're going to have to be good hitters. We're going to have to put the ball in play. We need maybe a little action on the bases um, and play a National League style game to beat this National League team. I'm impressed with Tyler White with his quality of at bats against really good pitching. Kenley Jansen yesterday, I thought that was a great AB. Hit it off the end, but it was a great AB all the way through and he got a base hit. He did, and he's good. He's a good at bat, and that's one of the reasons why we, you know, we keep calling him up and giving him opportunities. He he almost looks like the perfect bench bat, and then I can mix in a start here and there as his best role. Um, and, and he's going to play both these games. He's going to play today. He's going to play tomorrow against um, some pretty good pitchers. This Rodriguez kid is a young kid who, who looks like he knows how to pitch, and then everybody knows Madison Bumgarner. So uh, two more tough challenges for Whitey. The, the at-bats seem to be the same, whether it's against somebody that he mashes in AAA all the way up to the high-profile names in the big leagues. Um, I feel good when Whitey's up to bat. Last thing, A.J. Martin Maldonado, your catcher today. Uh, you've gotten your eyes on him up close <clears throat> and personal, really, for the first time. What do you think? I'm impressed. I'm impressed by uh, you know how he goes about his business. I understand now why he's so good defensively. He invests a lot of time in the in the game prep, invests cool. a lot of time in the developing a rapport with pitchers. He's always communicating. Um, I love I love the way he handles himself as a as a Gold Glove defender. Nice. The arm is unbelievable. You know he can he can really impress and he. I like how he shortens secondary leads because runners are afraid to get off too much. I like how they virtually shut down their running game until they try. They try. He throws a guy out. They don't try again. Um, so he does things that will go unnoticed in a box score but won't go unnoticed in this office. All right, AJ, good luck. Yeah, thanks. Robert Ford joined by Bruce Bochy, manager of the San Francisco Giants in his 12th season here. And I mean, 12 years. I mean, when you started with the Giants, did you, did you think it would, it would be this long? You've been here almost as long as you were in uh, San Diego. You know, I'll be honest. I, I really don't think about it, but uh, now looking back, uh, it, it still amazes me how long I've been doing this since 1995. That's a long time. And uh, talking wood, I haven't been fired yet. I'm sure there's been some close times where ownership was ready uh, mm-hmm. to do something. But all kidding aside, uh, I'm blessed, and I, I was blessed. Uh, you know, when I made the change to come up here, and ownership, uh, front office, you know, gave me the resources to. Have a lot of fun up here by winning some championships. And managing obviously has changed in the time that you've been doing this. It seems like it's it's more time intensive with all the analytics and the advanced metrics that that, have, that are throughout the game. And I know it's varying levels with, with each team, but it seems like every team has at least a little bit of that. Oh, no question. And, yeah, we do. And, you know, I, a lot of times when I'm talking to uh, – other managers or baseball people, you know, they look at us as being more old school. And but we we have a, a really good uh, baseball ops. Uh, we call them our and I call, I, nick, I call them propeller heads uh, <laughs> that, that bring the information and we use it. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not be in the forefront as much as some clubs, but uh, we try to take advantage of it and uh, u- just utilize as as well as we can. You know, it's it's something where you you want to use all the information you can get, use your instincts, and uh, hopefully it works. And uh, so it's it's part of our game too. You started your professional baseball career as an Astro. You're drafted by the Astros, a catcher, made your big league debut with the Astros, 1978. Uh, how did you find out that you were you were going to the big leagues? I believe you were in Double A at the at the time you initially got called up. 
Yeah, well, really a uh, shocker for me. Actually, uh, that spring, I almost stepped down from baseball because uh, they told me I was going to be the backup catcher in double A. So my career was going the other way, and I'd just gotten married, and I thought, wow, i, I got to find uh, something else here. And uh, Bob Cluck, uh, who we're still good friends, he talked me into playing that summer. Well, long story short, um, Joe Ferguson was traded. Uh, Ed Herman, uh, another young catcher, Reggie Baldwin, got hurt. And they ran out of catchers, to be honest. So yeah. they had to call me up from Double A uh, on July 19th. And uh, I'll never forget when they told me. And uh, and Bill Burden was the manager, and he put me in there. I got a couple of hits, threw somebody out. And, and I, for some reason, I saw the ball better. And I actually hit the ball well that year and uh, and did most of the catching and, you know, got to play there three years. So it's a special time for me. I signed with them in 1975. I still have, and you know, uh, an affinity for the Houston Astros, who I broke in with. They were the team that uh, grew up, uh, I grew up next to in Melbourne, Florida. They had spring training mm-hmm. in Coco. So, um, you know, I, I was really pulling for you guys in the World Series. Well, we certainly appreciate that. And you were part of the Astros team that was trying to get to the postseason for the first time. 79 in first place much of the year but got beat out by the Reds late in the year and then 80 finally finally making it and how did that feel to finally get to the postseason for the first time with that group and also first time in team history? Well it's, it, it was such a great time and we had such a uh, unbelievable pitching staff. Every game was like one nothing, 2-1 and 79 we had a nice lead around the All-Star break but uh, you know, Reds caught us, but um, you know, it's like you, you you take these steps. Our next step was win the uh, division, and uh, we did that the next year. And I'll never forget. All all we had to do is win one game in L.A. Right. to get there. And uh, we go in there and we get swept three. So we had to play, uh, you know, one more game to see you know who who gets to go to postseason. And uh, Necro threw a beautiful game, and uh, Art Howell had a great game. And at that time, I was. Uh, uh, the, really the third string catcher but into having a role you know with uh, a big game that we lost I, you know I had a collision there but even in the fifth game Ryan had to lead five to two and his record was I don't it was like a hundred and one or something and couldn't quite hold on but uh, you know those were great times I enjoyed my time in Houston my oldest was born there and uh, so time I'll, I'll always remember Bruce Bochy, Giants manager. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, thanks for having me on. Good talking with you. The Houston Astros Radio Network. 3-1. And Springer drills this one pretty deep to left center field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks. This is big boy baseball. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.